recently I've been talking about loops and how to construct things and shape things through loops. It's been interesting, the response, because a lot of people say, oh, this makes complete sense. I love it. This is great. Another way to contextualize and understand my structure. And other people look at it like I've grown a second or third or fifth or tenth head, and I've begun speaking a completely alien language because it's confusing to them. It's confusing how something can be a loop if it's not a perfect circle. It's confusing that something can be a loop when it's made up of little loops sometimes. And I just want to clarify first, you don't have to use them. You don't have to think about them. You don't have to shape or conjure your story structure in any one particular way or geometry in order for your story to make sense. It's just a tool. It's not going to be for everybody. It's not a perfect tool. Today, I've got a different tool for you. If you're not a fan of loops, if the whole idea of loops has confused you, let's talk about a different shape. Let's talk about a different idea. Today, I want to talk about containers. Now, recently, um, containers have been on my mind because I just talked to my mom. And she was packing away her Christmas decorations. My mom's one of those people who likes to take this, take the holiday and, and kind of wring every last second out of it. So she was just finishing that up now. And she was describing how she was packing up all the little ornaments and things and decorations she has around the house. And how all these little boxes end up in a big box. And I think that's a great way to understand the nature of containers. Containers are boxes, and boxes hold lots of little boxes. And depending on what kind of containers we want to talk about, we get a different understanding of things. For instance, we could say your whole manuscript is a container containing individual chapters, or that it's a container containing all the things this character does. Or we can say it's a container of just this case that the, that the detective goes on. It's one big container holding smaller stuff. But we could break it down even further. Every chapter is a container. Every chapter contains a certain number of scenes and a certain amount of actions and a certain amount of movement from A to B across plot arc or across character arcs. But we could break it down even further. Every, uh, every scene is a container containing different beats. An investigation beat here, a discovery beat over there, a dialogue beat over there. We could break it down even further. Every paragraph is a container containing sentences. Some sentences lead us through action. Some sentences are spoken. Some sentences are expositive. We can break it down even further. A sentence is a container containing words, and words are just concepts. You can organize and restructure this idea of containers however you want. It can be big. It can be little. It can be nothing. The point of this, the whole reason why we have this sort of theory or this kind of construction is not to get you to ultimately overdo or, or overconsider 
how you make a story. You don't have to think about it this way. It's just a way of organizing things. If your story structure, whatever it might be, has felt so chaotic and messy, like you threw it all in a blender and kind of picked up the pieces and scotch taped them together and slapped it all down on a, on a page or an outline or whatever, and you're not quite sure what it is it's supposed to be or how best to think about it, and, and you've been scrambling for a while, then something like containers, thinking about, well, here is a box, here is a space, and I will fill it with things might be helpful to you. Now, not everybody needs this. Not everybody has to do this. But let's walk through a couple examples of how this structure can help you. Let's suppose you have a chapter, and you're not entirely sure that this chapter fits in with the rest of your chapters. Let's say it's, I don't know, a chapter where you, you go into some world building or something after a big action beat or a flashback or something. So you've got this chapter and you break it down so that you figure out what it contains. Okay, in chapter, let's make a number up. In chapter 20, I have two scenes, okay? One scene is almost entirely a flashback so that we can get some world building. Cool. And the other scene is a conversation setting up what comes next. Great. Let's break those down even further. The container of the flashback. What's it? What's in it? What's this flashback? Okay, it's a story or it's a section of story about how when the main character was younger, they encountered a person and that person gave them information. Great, cool. Can we break that down even further? Yeah, totally. The conversation itself was broken into three points because there were three points they were trying to make, A, B, and C, and A, B, and C each had a reaction from the, from the main character when they were younger learning about it. Cool, neat. And the other, the other big box? Well, the other big box is that conversation to set up what comes next. And well, what's in there? Well, that's a conversation between two characters, so it's a dialogue. It's a stretch of dialogue, but it's also containing what the character says, how they feel, what the other character replies to, how they feel, back and forth and back and forth until, boom, we're done. By figuring out the containers, by figuring out the big stuff, and what's in it, we're able to see that this chapter that previously felt like, well, maybe we don't need it, we do need it. Or we at least need that second portion of the two characters talking to move us forward. But if that flashback information, that lore dump, that info dump, becomes more critical to us, like we need the info from that to move forward, we need points A, B, and C to move forward. If that's the case, well, then we need this whole chapter. And the only way we got there wasn't so much to scratch our heads and try to figure out, well, what is A and what is B and what is C? We thought about it in terms of the boxes we put things in. And we were able to break it down and organize it in smaller and smaller pieces so that things did not feel too messy, too wild, too chaotic, too unrestrained. Containers, or container theory if you want to call it that, help us break down and manage our information flow. But information flow specifically is something we're going to talk about tomorrow. Give this some thought tonight. Give this some thought today. Take a look at your work. Figure out your containers. Figure out if you're happy with containers. See if this is something that helps you better understand how big or how small a scene or a paragraph or a chapter or a sentence or a, an act in a story can be. And I'll talk to you tomorrow.